What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And Moon Knight is finally getting a TV show! Streaming-wise. Hey, close enough. Exactly. I am so freaking excited. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I know, dear. Moon Knight is getting a series. I hate Disney with a passion, but I am giving them my money because I need to see this Moon Knight streaming service. Now, listeners, if you will allow me, I know you're here for the Life is Strange talk. There are timestamps linked below if you would like to skip ahead, but please give me a few minutes just to geek out that Moon Knight is finally getting his well-deserved streaming service. So Moon Knight, by the way, uh, before I start, if you say that Moon Knight is Marvel's answer to Batman, that Moon Knight is basically Batman, uh, fight me on Twitter. I'm at Ace the Grocer. Come at me on Twitter. I will literally fight you with words. But then I will give you positivity and I will say that you matter as a human being. But uh, Moon Knight is an interesting character because he has, um, it's kind of like a multi-personality disorder, but he has the god of Khonshu which is the Egyptian god of vengeance and the moon inside of him that kind of tears him apart and gives him kind of schizophrenia and also multi-personality disorder. So he's a super interesting character. Now, before we go on, I'm sure you might be asking, Adam, what are some good comics from Moon Knight that I should be reading up on? Uh, and I want to give you a brief little summary of what you'd be... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the dog is in the shot. So... Very first thing, um, well, not the first thing, but uh, if you're in a local comic shop, definitely look into the initiative. I will, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, this is called the Initiative Moon Knight, and this is actually a really cool read because this is with Tony Stark's uh, Superhuman Registration Act, where you had to be a licensed uh, superhero. You couldn't just become a vigilante; you had to be a licensed superhero. And here with the Initiative issue, uh, it was super cool because. Uh, uh, Mark Spector had to be analyzed by a psychologist and they, they ended up saying like, okay, listen, you're not fit for duty. And then Khonshu came out of Mark Spector and made that uh, psychologist uh, bow down to before him. And he was so struck, stricken with fear that he actually got licensed to be a superhero. Super awesome. Love this. If you're also in your comic shop, I tried to find the Amazon affiliate link, but I couldn't for this series. My all-time favorite Moon Knight um, story arc, and I know I'm going on a tangent here. I know. You're, you're here for Life is Strange, but allow me here. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, and also if you're listening, uh, the Scarlet Redemption series, it is a technically a six-part series. So you got your part one, your part two, right? But then you also have what people don't know about is the epilogue to the Scarlet Redemption. The Scarlet Redemption series is my all-time favorite Moon Knight uh, story arc. I believe uh, 80-something. I can't remember what year this came out in. But if you're in a local uh, comic shop, ask them if they have the Moon Knight Scarlet Redemption series. Definitely read that because it was my all-time favorite. Uh, other than that, so that I end this kind of early, um, I'm going to scour around on Amazon and linked below, including if you're listening to this on iTunes, any kind of audio version, I have the Amazon affiliate links to my top three uh, must-read series for Moon Knight. If you want to get caught up, if you want to get to know the character of Moon Knight, 
I will have Amazon links, <laughs> affiliate links in the description so that that way you're directly supporting the show as well as finding out who Moon Knight is and uh, getting to know some stories. But I did look up to see if Scarlet Redemption was one of them. I'm most likely going to uh, link Moon Knight Lunatic because that was fantastic. Um, okay, enough gushing. I'm already six minutes in. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, but I am so pumped. I'm so pumped that Moon Knight is finally getting because he's such an interesting character. Stop calling him Batman. He is. Okay, last thing. I promise you, last thing. He's lying. I promise you. But anybody that says that Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman, like, oh, they're just exactly the light because they both are in the dark. They do their work at night and they both have Frenchie, blah, 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 blah. Um, no, that's like saying that, oh, hockey is like golf because you hit a small thing with an L-shaped stick. No, that is not how you read Moon Knight and tell me he's Batman. Okay, Batman does not have multi-personality disorder. Batman does not have an Egyptian god stuck in him. Batman doesn't have Frenchie. Frenchie's better. All right, moving on. Just saying. I know. Anyways, welcome to Games of Groceries. We might as well just do this uh, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight and groceries. Oh, jeez. Let's do this. All right. Thank you for listening to me to my tangent. Let's get this show started. Uh, Liz, how are you doing? I'm... Okay, I have a migraine, but... I bet you have a big one after that tangent. Yeah, you didn't really help with it. <laughs> um, but my parents visited today because my birthday's next week, and they brought Yay. me the... Woo! Um, they brought me probably the best gift I can get all for my birthday this year. And Moonlight comics? No, they oh. brought me Wawa Diet Raspberry Iced Tea. Woo! It is my favorite iced tea in the whole world. And they brought me a whole gallon of it. Shout out to the in-laws. Yes. Well, Thank your you, parents, mom, mom and dad. There you go. I love this iced tea. It's the best gift ever. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was getting it. My mom said, hey, you want us to get you anything from Walmart? I said, iced tea. And I was expecting to just get like the little like one serving bottle, but she brought me a whole gallon. So I'm <laughs> super happy. So that's what I'm drinking today. Yeah. But it was a super good day. Like I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Like, I had a good lunch. Mm-hmm. Other than the migraine, it's a good day. Moon Knight. I know, dear. Oh, and I'm happy about that because Moon Knight made Adam say that we're going to get Disney Plus and now I have all the Disney movies. That's the thing. I was not expecting. I was not remotely even going to touch Disney Plus. I'm also a big fan of Miss Marvel. I and love Miss Disney. And I was just like, okay, I know they're making a Miss Marvel and that's about to get me. But then I saw on Twitter, Moon Knight's. And I was like, okay, stop the presses. Get my wallet. I need more Moon Knight. And that's the thing. And it's not very expensive. So, yeah. I mean, at least now I'm sure price will change as it gets more popular. Well, that's what I was But about for Disney, it's pretty inexpensive. That's what I was about to say. My Moon Knight collection still isn't finished. And it sucks because now the prices are going to go up because. But you got a lot. I do, but I want the complete. <sighs> I think I have His volume. His life two. is so hard. It is hard. That was so whiny. <laughs> so let's get the show going. We're going to go, go through uh, top three gaming news pretty quickly because I know you're here to talk about Life is Strange. That's so. why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get it started. But before we get it started, let's remind everybody to follow us on social media. You can follow us at Twitter. At Gaming Groceries is our official Twitter handle for the podcast and YouTube channel. As well as I'm at Ace the Grocer. 
And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can check out gaming memes, uh, behind the scenes photos, and pictures of our dog. Do you like our dog? Go to Games and Groceries Instagram account. Those are usually the ones that I post. I post pictures of Loki. And also check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can check out all of the episodes from there. And you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the episodes. You can just click a link where to listen, and it will give you a list of all 14 platforms that we're on, as well as some articles I'm going to get back to. Probably going to talk about Moon Knight a lot lately. Probably. I love Moon Knight. Anyways, uh, and other than that, if you're watching us on YouTube... Please consider subscribing to the channel and ringing that notification bell so that you're updated when all the podcasts come out. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a like, give it a share. And if you're listening to us on the audio version, definitely uh, rate and review us so that I can read it on the show. And other than that, please stay with us. I promise I won't talk about Moon Knight anymore for the remainder of the episode, nice. maybe. Uh, I will compare Sean and Daniel to Moon Knight, most likely. Let's find out. But first, let's get to our first segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rate it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's happening in the gaming industry, because we're all adults reading all of our Moon Knight comics. See, I told you he lied. Uh, Again, link down below, affiliate links. Anyway. Moon Knight Comics. Okay. Anyways, let's go into uh, pretty briefly because we want to get into our Life is Strange discussion. But uh, number three, we're going to talk about uh, Google Stadia. (laughs) That's right, folks. We're talking about it. Guess what's coming on Google Stadia? What? Cyberpunk 2077. Yay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, CD Projekt Red dropped this news uh, in Gamescom. Right. And it was pretty brief. You know, it, like that's the message. They followed up with a tweet. Um, and, and that's the thing. Uh, Google Stadia is coming out November of this year, 2019. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is dropping April 16th, 2020. But I think it's fairly big news because, you know, people who are just like, uh, there's not much I really want on Google Stadia. Why would I get it? Cyberpunk is supposed to be the Red Dead Redemption 2 of 2020. You know, because yeah. remember when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, people avoided that release date when that came out in October of 2018. I might be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure September, October. But people avoided that like the plague. Yeah. And then they moved their games to February 2019. Yeah. Um, But this is a big game to come on Google Stadia. However, I don't think this will lead people to Stadia. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to be like, oh my goodness, Cyberpunk 27 is coming on Stadia, even though I have an Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and a PC. Um, I don't think this will yeah. lead to any more sales, but I think it's a good option. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, yeah, I think it's still something that people might be interested in. Yeah. Someone who is interested in the game, but isn't, I don't know why you'd be interested in the game and not a gamer, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Ignore me. No, I think um, <laughs> I think all this is, this isn't going to lead to sales, but it is leading me to say that, okay, Google is serious about this. Yeah, like they're, they're giving, like, all right, they're at least trying to pull people in. Yeah, and that's all we want from Google Stadia is... Yeah, it's like if you're interested in Stadia and you're interested in cyberpunk, mm-hmm. and why not? Yeah, exactly. So uh, pretty cool news. Mortal Kombat 11 also coming to the Google Stadia. I don't think it hurts them, but I don't think it's going to lead to more sales either. No. So let's just move on to our number two gaming news. And, oh, they put a ring on it. They liked it. They put a ring on it. 
Sony bought Insomniac. Woohoo. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people were just like, weren't they already part of Sony? Sunset Overdrive. That that's it. End of sentence. Sunset Overdrive. I don't I don't, I don't know. I I'm tra- I'm trying not trying to be mean here. But at the same time, like yeah, they were they were indie. They were never owned by Sony. In fact, like yeah. some of their games were multi-platform, but um but yeah, Sony uh But they- the the games you typically think of when you think of Insomniac, you think of the Sony exclusive. Right. So I mean, I'm kind of insane, but I kind of thought they were already. I thought they were already owned by yeah. Sony. I I think it's just because I knew about Sunset Overdrive and uh, I played Song of the Deep. I really hope this leads to them making more games similar to Song of the Deep because that was a gorgeous uh, yeah, Metrovania. I loved Song of the Deep. Um, pretty sure that was Insomniac. But uh, let's talk about why they purchased it. Uh, so this is coming from an interview with Sean Layden with um, the Hollywood Reporter, I believe. I got this from, um, I believe so. If I'm wrong, it, all the articles are linked down below. Yeah. But I want to read two quotes from this interview. Um, so the question is, why now? Did the success of Spider-Man wade into the decision? Of course, the um, uh, the PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man came out in 2018, was actually nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, lots of sales. I think 10 million sales. I might be wrong about that. Top of my head. But Sean Layden says this. Sure, Spider-Man underscores how consequential, nice, I said that right, consequential Insomniac is to gaming overall. Uh, they are an impact maker. They are a style setter. They are, a, they are just a clutch of studios that, in the independent sphere, who are an accomplishment, <laughs> sorry, I'm super tired, or at an accomplished level of something like Insomniac. But this is the important part of this quote. They are a very rare bird, and we felt like this was the t- first time we felt like this was the time to formalize this relationship. I butchered that quote, but hear it's me okay. out. <laughs> but that's the thing. They said uh, this was the time to formalize the relationship because Spider-Man was super successful, uh, beyond successful. And they said, you know what? Insomniac has worked with us a lot, especially with Ratchet and Clank uh, and Spider-Man. Right. So this, it's time to really put a ring on it here. And so they yeah. purchased them. Uh, I think I had speculated that Xbox would go after Insomniac after Sunset Overdrive and really stick it to uh, Sony. But I'm actually really happy that Sony was able to purchase them because mm-hmm. Insomniac fits. Insomniac fits Sony. Yeah. And their types of games. Yeah, definitely. Now, talking about Sunset Overdrive, though, uh, Sean Linden has this to say, and this is actually very important to hear. Uh, finally, the question says, what does this acquisition mean for series like Sunset Overdrive, which was a Microsoft exclusive? Sean Layden says this, that was a great experience for Insomniac, and they had learned a lot through that as well. As far as the IP itself, we really haven't turned over all the files on that one to see what that actually means, to be honest. We like to, uh, we like what they've been doing in the Spider-Man franchise and things like Ratchet and Clank are certain vital series in the present and the future that's what we're concentrating on right now so they haven't completely ruled off sunset mm-hmm. sunset overdrive but they are focusing on spider-man ratchet and clank and then later on they'll look at something like yeah yeah so uh any other thoughts on this nope yeah uh it's not pretty, much to say on it yeah uh really cool awesome sunset overdrive isn't officially dead in the water 
But this is good. Yeah. I, I'm actually really happy that Sony was able to acquire them. Yeah. So finally, let's go on to our number one gaming news. You probably guessed it. Uh, GameStop. Going under. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, GameStop lays off 120 people from its headquarters and half of Game Informer magazine, which GameStop owned. Now, I was browsing through Twitter when I saw this and I saw I'm going to butcher this name because I am super tired. Imran Khan. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. But I remember seeing that like he got laid off of um, Game Informer and it was just super crazy. I was like, whoa, okay, what happened there? And someone else had written like they had gotten fired while they were on vacation. And this is insane. Like they were dropping like flies. I, I saw all of their Twitters, uh, their Twitter accounts saying like um, it's been an amazing ride. I was like, what is going on here? And that's mm -hmm. where it came out. That GameStop in an attempt to turn itself around because... They are dipping hard. Yeah. They are going to the bottom here yeah. with its stock prices. Uh, laid off 120 people for future objectives. Quote, unquote, future objectives. To right? stay alive. Right. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the only person to save GameStop is Moon Knight. Moon Knight can save the day. You're drinking iced tea so I can say it. Hooray! What? Anyways. So I want to read some quotes from this article, right? Moon Knight. Um, I'm going to read the quote. You're not allowed to read no. anything anymore. As part of the previously announced GameStop reboot initiative to transform our business for the future and improve our financial performance, we can confirm a workforce reduction was implemented, impacting more than 120 corporate staff positions, representing approximately 14% of our total associate based at our company headquarters, as well as at some other offices, a GameStop spokesperson told Kotaku in a statement. So that was a lot of big words that I feel like they used to just confuse yeah, people. It's a it's a PR stone right there. Yeah. Um, it's an initiative to transform our business for the future and improve our financial performance. So we laid off people with families. Yeah. A hundred and twenty from the corporate office. Yeah. From corporate headquarters in Grapevine, Texas, and Game Informer magazine. Some yeah. heads up at Game Informer. Like you can say all you want about like, oh, we're focusing on what we want to do in the future, blah, 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 blah. No, you're really you're firing people because you don't have the money to pay everyone anymore. Yeah. Why don't you go read the uh, second quote then, since you can't read it from Moon Knight. Oh, God. <laughs> While these changes are difficult, they are necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for our company and particularly for those associates impacted. We appreciate their dedication and service to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition. But you are not committed to supporting them with health, health insurance because uh, Imran Khan has also stated on Twitter that they did not allow his health insurance to continue through the rest of the month. Yeah. Like most places when they let you go, yeah. you have the severance package. And that includes you have your insurance for the continue, for the rest of that month or for a month following yeah. your layoff. Right. Um. But they're just like, you're fired, and from today on, you have no insurance. It's it's just absolute insanity. I I don't know how long GameStop's going to last after this. Uh, there there's a, there's a lot of rumors saying that they're not going to even make it past Black Friday of this year. 
But I'm nice. saying by the end of 2020, we're not going to see GameStop anymore. Yeah, I think it'll be a rare. It'll be a rare sighting. Yeah, because now they're selling retro games in some stores, and they're trying to make it. They're like, more with like, um, like game collectibles. Game collectibles and like they have board games and pop figures and little things and stuff. But it's not going to fix anything. They're going under and keeps getting worse and worse till we get to the point of this where Game Informer is going to go away pretty soon. Yeah. Um, just look out for those liquidation sales though, because yeah. that. I mean. Hey, it could go in the direction of Toys R Us where it closes and then they're suddenly like, you know what? No, I think we got this. No, I, I think this is much worse than the Toys R Us situation. Yeah, probably. Um, But yeah, uh, super unfortunate for anybody that works at GameStop. Again, I love the people I worked with in GameStop. They're they're like my brothers and sisters there. But yeah, it's just unfortunate. It just sucks. Um, Corporate didn't know how to manage right. And that's where they are right now. Yep. firing people left and right including their headquarters in grapevine texas that's super insane yeah honestly all right so that's our top three gaming news just to briefly recap cyberpunk 2077 coming to google stadia on its release date in april 16 2020 uh sony finally puts a ring on it they fell in love with insomniac and they said will you marry me and insomniac said yes and it was all cutes and bubbles uh, and GameStop finally, um, they laid off 120 people. Like that, that's insane to yeah. me. So uh, that's our top three gaming news. But let's be on the segments where you're all here for. We know you, Life is Strange fans. We love you very much. Uh, thank you for listening to all of our episodes about it. But now it's time. We just played Life is Strange 2, episode four, and we have a lot to say on it. So let's get to it with our final segment. Coffee time. Every single week we like to sit down and talk about the games industry. But whenever a new episode of Life is Strange comes out, we know all of you love it. So we like to talk about each and every episode as it comes out. And uh, just telling you future plans if you're watching us on YouTube. Once Liz is finished with her playthrough of Detroit Become Human, we are going to immediately start playing the Life is Strange complete series in chronological order, which yeah. means we're going to be starting with the farewell episode of Before the Storm and playing it all in chronological order. So if you haven't yet, definitely hit that subscribe button so that you know when those are coming out. But let's get right to it. Uh, Life is Strange 2, episode four. Uh, I'm on the fence about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was eventful. Yeah. So it wasn't boring. Mm-hmm. Like episode two. Right. Yeah. But episode two was a drag. But we're not talking about that. Yeah. But it, was, it wasn't boring, mm -hmm. but it just didn't have any meat to it. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Um, I'm still not quite a fan of the whole Wolf Brothers uh, storyline. Like when they do like instead of last time, on yeah, Life is previously Strange, on Life is Strange, like they, and they do, do the little Wolf Brothers like bedtime story. I'm not a huge fan of it, and it feels very forced with the whole spirit animals. Since in the previous Life is Strange, right, they had mm -hmm. Rachel Amber having a spirit animal of the doe and mm -hmm. the butterfly effect. You know, animals had a lot to do with everything, the squirrels and all that. Um, Whereas this, they're like forcing the yeah. animals in. Exactly, like they're into wolves, like they're wolf brothers, and it just feels forced. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm not trying to say that it's yeah. wrong, 
I'm I just think not it's family. cute. But every time it's on, you're like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> it's like, what's your problem? <laughs> well, that's because I'm a bitter human being who had a trashy father. So oh, <laughs> that, that's yeah. still no excuse. But yeah, so you, you think it's cute. Yeah. I don't mean to harp on this. I'm just like giving yeah. out my opinions. Yeah. It's not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, It's whatever. But what we do have a big opinion on, unlike season one, oops, sees dinkles. Oopsie dinkles. Sorry about that. Uh, unlike season one and before the storm, where it took place within days, like season one was a Monday through a Friday. Uh, this takes pl- place like within months. Like there's gaps within each episode mm-hmm. that months have to take from place. So if you want to know what happened in between, you yeah. have to read. You have to read all of these pages of journal entries just yeah. to see what happened. And I'm not trying to say that's wrong or anything, but it just feels like. When you start the episode, instead of exploring the room and where you are, it's just like, okay, time to pick up a virtual book. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yep. They stayed in a hostel. All right. Cool. Uh, they saw a moose. That's very nice. Um, do, you, do you like that part? or? I don't read the journal, so no, I don't like that part because no. I don't think about it. That's my problem is that like even in the first life change, I didn't think about reading, like sitting and reading her journal, I think, while playing the game. Yeah. So I don't think to like, oh, let me take out his journal. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay, so we're here now. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. Like, I read his journal entries and I just needed to I needed to know, like, okay, what happened since. Mm -hmm. Right. Because in episode three, uh, we see Sean in the cabin. Or, or, yeah, the house, yeah. and he had a piece of glass sticking out of his eye. And then the next thing, it's two months later, and he's in a hospital without his eye. And it's just kind of like, yeah, like, okay, two months later, what happened in two months? And then yeah. it says, like, um, basically, you know, the, the band, dis- uh, the, the whole group kind of disbanded. Yeah, split up. Uh, we don't know where Daniel is yet. And just all this stuff has happened, but it's in within this journal entry, and it's just kind of like, you don't feel really connected to the story because it all doesn't tie together. Mm-hmm. You're not going in the journey of Sean. You're just kind of like popping in every now and again. Like, it's like, oh, hey, Sean, you doing okay? Been two yeah. months? All right, I'll see you in another two months. All right, see you later. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Just not a big uh, fan of the whole, you have to read the journal entries. Yeah. It just feels like extra work, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of the Wolf Brothers, like previously on, I would love a whole montage of like, if they're going to do like a storybook, I would like to see a storybook of like what happened in the two months. Yeah, that would be good. Like Sean narrating. It's like it's it's been two months. Like he's got a raspy voice. He's smoking a cigar with his oh, eye patch. Geez. It's been two months. Why are we still here just to suffer? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. It's just like I, I, I wish it was more a narrative in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, but do you agree with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish it was yeah, more consistent. Like more Mhm. Like they tell you. Yeah. Like you know, like a way that you know without having to remind yourself to look at the journal. Yeah. Um here's something that I know you'll get aggravated about. Those stupid dumb depth perception tests. Yeah, it was terrible. Like in the game, you know, it's just like, "All right, line up your pen with my pen." And it's just like, it's in the game. Like, I can't tell how far your pen is because it's like, there's no depth in this game. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay, I think I see it. It's like, you have to tap. Oh, you're so close. Oh, 
I feel like I was doing a carnival game where he was yeah. trying to rig the system. Yeah. I was like, dude, I lined and up. And I said that. I'm like, well, maybe you're supposed to lose. And he's like, no, no, no. At the end, it says there you could win. Yeah. Like, or you could pass the test. I was like, oh, well, never mind. I suck. Yeah. I was just like, what the crap? And then you did the whole Halo 2 looking at the light thing. Because in Halo 2, when you first get into the Mark II suit, it's just like, okay, look at the light, Master Chief, and look it down. And then you had the same thing with the whole light thing. But I, I passed that. I totally saw the light. Yeah, so it seemed that I, he said that yeah. I, he said I failed it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I failed. I followed the light. Yeah. I followed the light like I was dying, dog. Yeah. Like, that was it. Like, so that was, the, those were a little annoying. And that's the thing. It's just like, bro, like, I don't know. It's like, this was early in the episode. This is when he first got entered. And I was already just like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened two months since. And this stupid, bah, I'm going to stab you with the pen. Uh, because I failed so much, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. I didn't go off on a, on a good opener for this episode, but I liked how we were about to search for Daniel. I had a lot of high hopes for that. Yeah. Now here's something else. I'm not, I'm not trying to be cinema sins here right now, but okay. So you escape the hospital. Sean is in the hospital. You have to escape because now you know where your brother is because, uh, the cool nurse, uh, David? No. What was his name? His name was Joey. Joey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jo- Joey, you know, cool guy Joey. He got you your journal back. And Jacob somehow wrote a note in there like, hey, I got Daniel. And that's how the story kind of is from here on out. It's very like, and then yeah. Sean found a note from Jacob. Wait, what? That's like super convenient. And then we're going to get further into the story. But that's how I felt like this story. I think it had its great moments. Yeah. But the story was just very, and then. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, But so we escape from the hospital. And you know who's guarding the hospital? A sleepy rent-a-cop. Like, who's like, just like twiddling with his phone. What kind of threw me off on this point? Okay. Let's recap here. Okay. How did this season open up? A cop died. Yeah. A cop died. And they believe it was Sean. They they believed it was Sean. And they made national news. Yeah. Like the entire West Coast was looking for these two kids. They're fugitives of the law. They finally got this guy in custody where a special agent from the FBI is interviewing him. Regularly. Regularly. So someone who is accused of... Murdering a police officer, right? Murdering a police officer. And then running. And running and making national news. They have him in custody in a hospital. They don't handcuff him to the thing. Yeah, he's and not they, cuffed to the bed. He's not cuffed to the bed. And they have a sleepy rent-a-cop. I, I have a hard time believing that would be the situation in a national news police killer. Or at least what they believe is a yeah. police killer. That wouldn't happen. That would yeah. never happen. He would be cuffed to the bed mm-hmm. and game over. Yep. But that's the thing. That's how the story is going. It's very and then. It's very convenient. It's very kind of like, why? Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like you have to take out this uh, disbelief in your head, right? I Again, there's a, there's a way you can say narratively how, they, how he gets out of the handcuffs, you know? There, there's totally a way. You can yeah. convince Joey, you know? Uh, but... I don't know. It just seemed very low security. Yeah. For this for the situation. Yeah. But we end up and again, we're going to be 
like kind of jumping into yeah, the story the because because we're not going to be explaining this whole two and a half hour story sequence. But we finally get out. Uh, now we do find, excuse me, uh, we do find. Uh, depending on your story, we both found. Um, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Finn. Yeah, we do find Finn in a hospital bed down below. Now, in my playthrough, we don't have this because I, I only captured my footage. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, by the way, subscribe. Uh, but yeah, so I I uh, had the two options like uh, waking him up or escaping. And I chose escape. Like I thought I was going to tell Finn like, hey, man, come with me. Let's escape. So I hit escape and Sean kind of walked away. So I was like, oh, dang. so he asked me to wake him up, even though I didn't want to, because in my playthrough, at least. Yeah. Everything was kind of Finn's fault. Like yeah. I was highly against breaking in. I was did not want my brother going with him. Yeah. And so I am making Sean kind of bitter towards Finn. So I really didn't even want to wake him up, but I didn't treat him very well when I woke him up. So Right. So there was that. And so then we escape, right? And the whole conversation with Finn was kind of I don't want to say pointless. It was pointless. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to think about that. So it wasn't very important to the story. No, it wasn't. The story could do with it or without it. It, exactly. wasn't, it, did, it wouldn't make a difference to anything. Yeah. And so um, so then we drive off. So then we get into this kind of before the storm kind of situation where in before the storm, every single episode, you uh, Chloe sees her dad kind of um, kind of in this vision thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, including one time in Before the Storm where Chloe's driving a car and she sees yeah. her dad. Same thing in this. We have this kind of Before the Storm moment where Sean is driving a car in a vision and he yeah. sees his dad, Esteban, mm -hmm. in the car next to him and they have this fatherly uh, advice. And then you uh, get to decide, you know, to say, Dad, I miss you. I really miss you. I've changed a lot. Like, it's, it's yeah. hard without you. And it, it's kind of reminiscent of Before the Storm. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say they stole the idea because Before the Storm wasn't really commercially uh, satisfactory, I guess. You know, it wasn't really commercially said it was good. Right? Yeah. But uh, it, it just kind of took me back to that situation. Yeah. And I didn't like it in Before the Storm either. Yeah. I didn't like it in either situation. I think they're a waste of time. Yeah. Um, I thought this was okay. Yeah. I, I think it was handled better than Before the Storm. Yeah. Before I, the storm was kind of creepy. It was creepy and it went on too long. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I'm just not a fan of either either one. I don't know why. I can't give a reason. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, we are going to get into reasons why we do like this episode. So don't think that like this entire podcast we're just going to be crapping on this episode. Yeah. But so far, I, I I'm just kind of picking at this. Like, why is there such low security? Why is there a before the storm situation? How is how is Sean driving with one eye? This dude can't yeah, like, that's find the thing. a pen. Like, he was failing perception tests. And, and yeah, he's doing Tokyo Drift. And even so, even if he was passing the perception test, it was still, it's still new. He's still adjusting to having one eye. But he's whipping around these winding back mm -hmm. roads like it's no problem. I'm like, this yeah. isn't realistic at all. Skirt, skirt. Yeah. But. Not but, realistic. But talking about realistic, though. When Sean wakes up, he's woken up to these, uh, like, two racist hicks. Uh, hillbillies. Well, yeah. But, uh, so so he's getting woken up by uh, 
a racist person. Well, yeah. Now, one of them is way more racist than the other person. Like, the yeah. other dude is like, yo, we were just messing with him. Like, Chad, you got to stop. Yeah. But then he gets woken up saying, like, oh, you're on our property in, like, the middle of the desert. Yeah. You know? And he says, like, um, you're, I bet you stole this car. We're going to call the police. I uh, mean, they're right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, me and you kind of stepped out, like, saying, like, okay, 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 just chill. You know? Yeah. So we stepped out. And this dude is like going through our stuff and he found out we hotwired the car and there's no convincing him. No. And we think we're about to go to jail here. Yeah. But then he starts to say that like, well, guess what? You know, I'll let you off the hook if you speak Spanish to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's like, what? And so it, then he's like demands you, you speak Spanish to him. But the other guy is just kind of like, bro, this isn't cool, man. Like, just let him go. Yeah. Now, talking about realism, uh, I think it's an important issue to bring up. Mm-hmm. What we like about Life is Strange is that it brings up real-life issues in the real world. And there's people like this out there still. Oh, yeah. Who will just say, like, uh, not only that, but he, he commanded him to say, how do you say in Spanish, this is not my country, while, like, poking his forehead? Yeah. And people will say that, man. Yeah. And, and I was like thinking, it's like, huh, I mean, it was his land. You know, Texas used to be a part of Mexico. Mm. Wait, I don't know what, what country Sean they're in. But Sean was born in America. Yeah. But but Sean was born in America, right? And saying, like, this is my country. I'm an American citizen. And, you know, he starts, like, demanding all these things from him until he finally says, like, sing for me. Sing something for me in Spanish. Now, when I was being demanded to speak Spanish, I refused every single time. I said the wrong thing in Spanish. Yeah. You said, you know, go F your mother in Spanish. It was like your mom's an idiot or something like that. No, it was like, go F your mom. Oh, whatever. But then he said madre. And that's like the one word these guys know. Madre, wait a minute. And they beat the crap out of me. Yeah, and they started to beat you down. Now, the did you, you know, you didn't sing. No, I thought that was stupid. Yeah, and so they beat you down because you didn't sing. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, well, Chad beat you up. Yeah, well, his brother was like, dude, cut it out. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, he said, like, you're taking this way too far. Yeah. He even helped Sean back into the car and said, just drive. Just go straight. Like, he gave him directions, like, just go straight, turn left. You just go straight. Yeah. I sang just because, you know... I was in this situation. Now, this is coming from uh, a white dude. Okay. So I'm not trying to say that, like, I know exactly how this goes down. Yeah. But, like, I would be like, okay, listen, these guys are not getting out of my face. I'm just going to sing something just so they leave me alone. Yeah. You know, because I refuse to speak Spanish the whole time. And he's like, well, guess what? You better sing a song or we'll be disappointed. So I just, like, clicked the button. I was like, okay, just leave me alone. Can I go now? And then yeah. I end up singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star in Spanish. And I had to sing the entire song. And I was just like, oh, man. Okay. There was also an option to just drive off. Which we did In the very beginning. With neither, which neither of us took. Yeah. Um, I might do it next time I play through, though. Yeah. Probably our Let's just, Play. Just so I can see. Yeah. Probably our Let's Play when we're doing the complete series is yeah. mostly going to be like, I wonder what's going to happen if. Yeah. If so. we do it a different way. Yeah. But, yeah, no, people like this exist in this world, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's awful. 
like they don't treat human beings like human beings, man. Yeah. And, you know, saying that like this is not your country, like uh, I, I still remember now, again, coming from a Christian perspective, I still remember where people still think that Jesus was white and that Jesus spoke English. And I'm just like, he was a Jew living in Israel. So he was olive skinned and he spoke Hebrew yeah, and Aramaic. Yeah. So you're wrong. But that's the thing. It's just like this kind of um, white agenda that's mm-hmm. going around here. And this is what Life is Strange is good for. It's yeah. to go and make a commentary on issues in the real world, just like this one. You know, so... I thought this was well handled and I thought this part of the series was kind of like, okay. That like, was done well. That was done really well. This is striking a nail on the head because this happens today in 2019. So yeah. now moving forward, um, yeah, we walk in the desert. There's a there's an option to take a truck to New Haven or not. I didn't take the truck because I just had a bad experience with white guys and this white guy in a truck is like, hey, you want I was like, nope, nope. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you got into the got truck. Got right in, ate a sandwich, took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, I'll walk, man. But the the option didn't really matter. Yeah, it didn't. Um, I just got like, oh, my feet hurt. Yeah. So we get to New Haven, which is turned out to be this, this church place. And it seems like a normal church. And you go inside and it's the Easter service. By the way, it was Easter at the time. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, because I took the time to read. But it was Easter at the time, and Whatever. you go in, and you're like, oh, this is not a church. This is a cult. Woo. And so it seems like a regular church because now the Reverend Mother is like saying, like, uh, God has blessed me since I was a young girl, and he guided me. I was like, oh, I've actually dealed, I've actually had to de- deal with these uh, these types of Christians before in my career. Yeah. Um, this is the part that I wasn't so happy with. They start talking about this miracle coming out, and I was like, "Okay, it's Daniel." Yeah, and sure enough, well. yeah, and sure enough, Daniel comes out and he's got a bowl cut like he's like freaking Spock, and it wasn't as bad as Spock's. Yeah, him. but uh, Daniel comes out and he uses his power to lift up the cross. Again, this is coming on a story where it's like, and then Daniel becomes this cult leader child, and it's just like, why, why, yeah. But why, though? Like, how? I don't know. It, it's kind of irked me because it just kind of irked me only because, like, what is the purpose behind here? And then since we're talking spoilers here, I'm, I'm assuming you've played the episode already. Um, just to walk out of the church with Daniel, it just felt like, why was this needed? Yeah. Like, this kind of felt like a story arc where it was just kind of like, okay, I understand the purpose behind this, but it kind of felt like, in Stranger Things 2, where, where Elle goes off to Chicago yeah. and she finds a, a girl just like her and then she becomes like a crime lord mm-hmm. just to end up back into, um, uh, where do they live? In Indiana. It's not even Indiana, is it? Um, what we just we're talking about? <laughs> we're watching Parks and Rec and I thought they lived in Indiana. Uh, Stranger Things 2, where Elle is like a crime lord in Chicago and then she goes back into Hawkins. Hawkins, Indiana. Oh, it is Indiana. Good yeah. for me. Um. And that's how I felt in this one where where like you see season two and it's like I get why Elle needed to go out there because she found a girl just like her. Yeah. And I get why she became a crime lord. But then she ends up at Hawkins anyway. And yeah. then we never so see those characters again. it didn't really again. mean anything to the story. In the same way where, oh, Daniel is now 
part of this cult and he's and it was literally just so sean could come save him yeah and it's and it just all has to do with faith having faith in people and all about this cult thing Mm -hmm. i don't know it just kind of felt unneeded and in the end it kind of fizzled out to be like oh um yep that was it and and i don't know it just felt very unnecessary and it felt like why is he here and okay so i'm gonna jump ahead right here um do i definitely want to take this time to talk about a christian perspective right here because reverend mother like saying like she can never sin and people need to live on the compound and how she's manipulating bible verses to fit her agenda Mm -hmm. again i've dealt with people like this before and we get to later on you didn't see this but later on we find out that this reverend mother uh lizbeth was actually kicked out of her former church because she was this insane and lying to people and lying about the pastors. And so she was kicked out. And because she was kicked out, she started this cult. There's people like like this in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say which church that I was a part of, but I've dealt with a person like this that if they were to be kicked out, it would not surprise me if something like this would have happened, Right. It's because like to say that like they want to feel important. And so then they come down and they say, oh, well, I'm going to start my own church where people will worship me because yeah. I feel lesser than. Yeah. And so I want to feel more important. Guys, if you go to any sort of church and the pastor is not humble and just to say that, like, listen, just, you know, don't don't think of me as any higher than you. I'm just a person. Like mm-hmm. th- I'm here because like, I, I make mistakes. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, little known fact about not really a little known fact, but in my church, you know, I, I tell people all the time because they call me Pastor Adam. Like, don't don't call me Pastor Adam. Just call me Adam. Yeah. I, I'd rather you call me Poophead rather than Pastor Adam. Good to know. Honestly, because like every time I like, thanks, just call me Adam. Like, I appreciate you, the the respect that you have for me. I understand that. But don't call me Pastor Adam. Just call me Adam. You know? Yep. Adam from Games and Groceries. But that's the thing. Like, people like this also exist. This isn't just a story. Like, this this cult, th- these people actually exist because they want to feel better than everybody else. Yeah. And they're not humble with their own life. Right? Yeah. So, so then uh, you're kicked out of the church because you're trying to get Daniel out. Again, we're jumping ahead in this story. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, we try to get Daniel out saying that like, cause Sean is like reading her really good. Like saying like, oh, yeah. like, okay, like she's crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. We need to get Daniel out of here. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and do that. And then, um, she, she pretends that Sean hit her and like made her nose bleed. And she's like, you've spilled blood in God's house. Yeah. And I, w- I would be like, well, if Jesus was here, he'd be spilling more blood than that. Um, but that's not for me to say anyways, but that's the thing. So you get kicked out and then much like in Terminator, you know, you get, you get pulled aside. It's like, come with me if you don't No, I'm just kidding. Um, then we get to meet Sean's mom, Sean and Daniel's mom, Karen. And again, narratively. And then Sean meets his mom. Yeah. And then Sean's mom just appears out of nowhere. And it's just kind of like, Okay, I understand that maybe maybe I can't write a better story. Maybe I can't. But coming from season one, even if this wasn't a Life is Strange game at all, mm-hmm. very in, talk, in talking of narrative direction of this game, 
season one was well handled with the narrative. Mm -hmm. This episode in particular felt like, you know, and then Sean wakes up in a hospital and then Sean escapes and then he steals a car and then he's woken up by some hicks and then he meets his mom. It's just kind of like, yeah, but why is she here? And then she steals. She's like, oh, uh, your friend Jacob wrote me a letter. How, Karen? How? Like, they really um, extend the possibilities. It's this. a reach. Like, yeah, that's what I meant. They're, they're, they're reaching a little bit when yeah. it comes to this storyline. Because then, like, Karen says, like, oh, Jacob wrote me a dress. I'm like, but how did he find you? And then you get to later on see, like, oh, like, because from Jacob's perspective, you get to read yeah. Jacob's letter. Like, oh, hi, Daniel gave me this P.O. box. I'm like. What? Yeah. When did he get the P.O. box? And yeah. did he take the letter in, in episode two? I guess. I guess he took the letter because that had a P.O. box. Because now I'm thinking, like, did Daniel memorize the P.O. box? Yeah, it's a lot for a 10-year-old. It's It was kind of a reach where it's like, oh, I got this 10-year-old from this weed camp. So I brought him with me. And then he got scared. So he's like, my mom's P.O. box is here. Well, then, wait yeah. a second. Wait a second. The only reason why Jacob wrote to Karen is because Daniel was taken away, right? So then... Well, because he knew Daniel was in danger being at that church. I guess so. But then, like, Daniel wouldn't be like... You know, Jacob wouldn't be like, oh, hey, um, I know you Mother you're... who left him. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he wouldn't be to Daniel like, hey, can I get that P.O. box again? Oh, sure. It's P.O. box, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It just felt like kind of like a reach to me. Like, oh, Daniel's in trouble. Yeah, it's like, why would Daniel give that P.O. box to Jacob? Like, what reason would he have to give it to Jacob? If, yeah. If Daniel, because Daniel didn't want to leave. He felt like he was at home. They took care of him. Right. They accepted his abilities. So what reason did he have to give Jacob his mom's P.O. box? Why would he? I mean, maybe because he wanted to see his mom. I guess so. Because he did in that episode, like he wanted to know more about their mom. He wanted to meet Karen. He wanted to know about her because he was so little when she left. He doesn't remember her. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we get to this point and it's just kind of like, okay, we get to meet Karen. Karen's now a part of our lives now. And I don't know. It's just kind of like, but how? Anyways, let's move forward with this. Um, So then we, we get into the motel that Karen rented right yeah and so and and so then we we get a shower and then we read that karen's gonna be back soon but then we get to read jacob's letter and you know jacob's like saying like hey meet me at this place you yeah. call him blah 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 uh but then karen comes back and then you have an opportunity to ask her some questions i had her open up to me in full because i needed to know all the story yeah you on the other hand have a chip on your shoulder well, see, when I play these games, I try and imagine what their personality is like and what yeah. he would actually do. And it doesn't to me, it doesn't seem like Sean's the type of person who would care what she has to say or anything about her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anything to do with her. He's been bitter towards her as a person since the very first episode. Yeah. So I didn't feel like he would really care. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that. Yeah. That's why. I don't know. It just. Uh, yeah. So you open up. You open up to Karen. Or Karen opens up to you. And she says all these uh, stuff like, oh, well, I wasn't fit to be a mom. And so I left. I wanted to do my own dreams. And she all just, it boils down to is that she's 
Childish and selfish. Yeah, she's childish and selfish. And I had Sean tell her that. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and and the game kind of beats you to the punch. Like, oh, I know I'm selfish. Just because you call me selfish, I already it know that. It doesn't matter. It's like, but it does. Because even though you know it, you're not. Yeah. You don't care. Exactly. And it's just like, I don't think she's going to end up in season five. Who knows? Yeah. But you mm-hmm. mean episode five. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But. I do like that they put on that that other message real quick of mm-hmm. um, the expectations of women mm-hmm. is that, I mean, there are some things I disagree with, like, but there are expectations on women even today of like, you grow up, yeah. you're married, you have babies. Right. Like, and it is very strange and not frowned upon, but people do think it's very weird when a woman grows up and doesn't want to get married or gets married and doesn't want to have kids they don't want a family yeah which is fine but i do yeah, i yeah. i'm glad they i'm glad they touched on that a little bit that it is something that is still expected of women to do it's not strange for a man to grow up and stay a bachelor and yeah but it's very strange for a woman to be 40 years old and just you know living her life not caring if she's married or has kids you know i never thought about that, that as strange so i'm glad they touched on that a little bit mm. that there are expectations yeah of women that's all I wanted to say. I'm good. And so, you know, with Karen's help, um, you know, we talk it out. We we hash it out. Uh, but then we finally, you know, uh, head out to Jacob. And, you know, then Jacob says, like, that little girl that you met in the church, she's my sister. I think she has pneumonia. We need to get her out there, too. And so you go back to the church, uh, and then you find out more about how this is a whole cult situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so then... Uh, you go back to the church to rescue both Daniel and Jacob's sister, uh, Sarah Lee, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Sarah Lee. Yeah, Sarah Lee. Like and the bread. <laughs> like the bread. That's all I thought about when he said it. I was like, oh, like <laughs> bread. It's my favorite bread. <laughs> my name's Sarah Lee. Like bread. <laughs> but that would be adorable if she said that. Yeah, it would. Um, like the bread. Anyways, so we go back to this church, and then we go into the Reverend Mother's house, and I found the key <laughs> to the door. Liz, on the other hand, was super impatient. I didn't believe there was a key there, so I just found the (laughs) fire extinguisher and broke the handle. smashed. Even Jacob was like, hey, man, maybe be calm about this. And Sean goes out like what Liz would do and be like, nah, smash. (laughs) You would do it exactly. I'm I'm like, I can't waste time finding the key. Someone could come in. This is exactly how even no our matter, life is. No matter how many times I play Life is Strange, I'm still in <laughs> I still am under the impression that it's a tense situation and someone's gonna no, come in. No, no. Let let's let's let the audience know about this. This is my real life. How <laughs> I see, I'm the crazy one on the show talking about Moon Knight, Scarlet Redemption, and Liz brings me in, <laughs> reels me in. However, off camera <laughs> I'm the one like saying, okay, let's be a little bit patient about this. Maybe we think this through, critically think. Maybe there's another way. It's like, no, I want it now. Nah. And so she smashes open a cookie jar with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> That's not what I do. It's a balance. We both do crazy things. Balance. Give me an example of what I do that's crazy. Well, remember that one time you wanted to get in the cookie jar, but then you smashed it open with a fire extinguisher? No, that didn't happen. Remember that one time in Life is Strange? No, you... give me a real life example. Well, we don't have enough time for examples. Oh, okay. So see, we have to see keep he's the, the crazy one, not me. Bah! 
As he throws a pen across the room, waking up the dog. Yeah. Oh, go to sleep, baby. There you oh go. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. After Adam said that, he's like, huh? Okay. He just <laughs> put his head down. Anyways, so we go back to the church, and I find the key, and that's where I find all these files and how creepy she is, how she was kicked out of her church. And then you find out uh, Daniel's room. See, you didn't explore because you saw the fire extinguisher, <laughs> and you're just like, I was like, oh, this must be the answer. Oh, my goodness. And so you find Daniel's room, and you find this creepy situation where she gave her last name to Daniel as if Daniel is her son, her actual son. Yeah. And that's how she manipulates people. And that's people. how she was acting, too. Yeah. Like, that's her son. That's yeah. her little boy. And so then you then you get finally into the file room, whether you find the key or you smash it open with a fire extinguisher. And we find Sarah Lee's uh, files saying that she has pneumonia. She needs medical attention. But then we also find the files of Jacob and how he had to go through conversion therapy. What's conversion therapy, Liz? They tried to make him not gay. Yeah. Or as some, you know, cure the gay away. Yeah, that's not how it works. No. And again, there's, and I'm glad they touched on this. In this. Oh, yeah, because people still do that crap. Yeah. And that's the thing. It still happens. 2019, conversion therapies. Like, if you come out as gay, like. And you're in a very strong community. Yeah. Now, as a youth pastor, I've had a number of students who have come out to me. And saying, like, I haven't even told my parents yet. And they put their trust in me mm -hmm. with that sort of thing. I don't let go of that unless they're about to hurt themselves and saying, like, if they were to say, listen, I'm coming out. I have no will to live. Then I tell their parents, I'm like, hey, let's go. Yeah. Uh, parents, come here. Yeah. Um, and you also always offer, like, hey, when you do tell your parents, if you want me there, I'll yeah. be there. You know, you're there for them. Exactly. And these kids are going through a lot at this time. Mm -hmm. And just to cope with this, it's scary for them. Yeah. And so instead of that, there's places much like this. This exists in the real world here that if if they come out and they're just trying to find someone who they trust and who they can confide in, instead of having that trust, they go through these conversion therapies where they pray the gay away. Yep. And you know, it never works Right. Because instead of loving them like a human being, they, they instead treat them like an animal. Yeah. But, you know, that's my experience. And I, and I don't want to say that again. I, I don't want to be the Christians like, oh, not all Christians, but honestly, not all Christians. And in fact, you know, godly people, people who actually follow the, you know, the Christian ways. Right. Should be doing this to people. Right. I do exactly that. Like I'm there by the kid's side. And, yeah. I'm and we wouldn't do it if like we would still do it even if Adam wasn't a youth pastor. Oh, yeah. No. Adam teaches and I help mm -hmm. based on our beliefs. Right. You know, so nothing would change even if he wasn't a youth pastor. If yeah. someone needed our help at a church and we were just regular congregates, yeah. we would still react in the same way. But yeah, uh, closing out this episode, though, you know, we find out this, you know, um, whether or not you get, and that's the thing, I was dragged back into the church by the bodyguard because I was stupid and I didn't know where to hide. Well, I was trying to help out Jacob because I thought he couldn't hide. And so at the last minute, I came out of the, <laughs> oops. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of the closet to help <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> okay. 
Alrighty. So I came fun. out of the closet to help Jacob. And at the last minute, you know, the body card, um, he gets me. And, um, you know, then he drags me into the church. You, on the other hand, you know, you stayed in the closet. I stayed. You, you clawed yourself in saying, nope. I can't do this. And so then you, you sneak into the church. So either way, you're going yeah. to the church. I mean, yeah, you have to go in church. But I did it quietly and I was able to, like, catch them off guard. Yeah. And so then it ends with this whole uh, situation where you're telling Daniel how much you love him. Karen comes in a situation like and Karen's Karen. like, what the heck is happening? Because there's a bunch of candles floating around. Yeah, that's where she finds out that Daniel has um, these, uh, these powers. Goes, I told you he was special. Yeah, I told you he was special. And um, and so he uh, so then Sean, right, is like saying, I love you since the day you were born. And he's getting beaten to a pulp by the yeah. bodyguard to say, like, you stop talking. And then Daniel finally comes to. He's like, stop beating up my... I mean, it takes, you know, a gun to his brother's head for him to realize these aren't good people. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, he's like, whoa, wait a second. I was fine with you hitting him, but... Yeah. Let's not kill him. And so then... um, So so then, uh, at the end, the cult leader, Lizbeth, is blocking the door. And depending whether or not you made Daniel into a good person, I apparently didn't raise him right because he went Darth Vader on her... And then I tried to stop, uh, stop, tried to stop him, and mm-hmm. Daniel's like, "No, she must die." And so, because I couldn't let her down, I either could let Daniel choke her out, or I could shoot her with a gun, ending her life. You, whereas I made good choices, <laughs> and so Daniel didn't consider killing her, and my choices were to shoot her. Or have Daniel move her out of the way. Not kill her, but just kind of like flick her that way. Yeah. So I had him just move her, and then we escaped, and then the bodyguard got her and escaped. So both her yeah. and the bodyguard lived in my situation. Yeah. Whereas in your situation, she died. Yeah. Uh, the bodyguard, I think, lived in my situation. You can have the gameplay up yeah. uh, right now and seeing if I did or not. But yeah, Lizbeth had to, had to die by Daniel's hand because I didn't raise Daniel. Uh, correctly but yeah so uh coming out of this okay let's close out our episode with this um okay so i thought this episode had some really good important issues that were said yeah i think there were some great things that were taken into context with this however narratively i think it just kind of fizzled you know yeah versus season one episode four and I, I know I've spoken with some people who said that it's unfair to compare, but you know what? It is, because it's the same people making it, and it's the same storyline. If you didn't want to compare it, you shouldn't call it Life is Strange. And that's you the thing. Called it. If, it, if this was a standalone game, and I think I've said this in all of our other episodes about yeah. this episode or about this season, is mm-hmm. that if it was named something else, yeah. it wouldn't be a bad game. No. But considering it's called Life is Strange, it's expected to be of the same quality mm-hmm. as the first season. So... Comparing season one, episode four, spoiler warnings if you have not played season one. I mean, one, if you haven't played season one, I mean, I don't even know why you're listening to this. That's true. But <laughs> at the end of sorry, season one, <laughs> episode four, you find out that Mark Jefferson was the bad guy 
and murdered Chloe right in front of you, and you end up crapping your pants like, whoa! I had a heart attack when I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? And you're just like thinking like, oh, how's the story going to conclude? Yeah. Like, you're, you're just freaking out about this like massive twist in the story, and it, it, it's just very... I don't know. It, it just kind of exploded with an emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one ended with a cult later boss battle and then you drive off with mom. Yeah. And, and it didn't have the same impact as season one, episode four. And, and I, and I think you can say that about the whole season. And I, sure. we were talking about it and I was telling Adam that, you know, in the first season you could feel the passion yeah. they put into season one. Yeah. You know, you could tell they cared about the message they were spreading and it was it impacted and they told the story in such a good way because they were so passionate about it. Right. Whereas I feel like a lot of the season has been forced. They might care still care about the message they're spreading, but it doesn't have that passion behind it where this it feels like they said, Life Strange Season One did really well. We should do a second one. Right. And so it was more forced. Like they still want to spread those messages, but it wasn't something that was truly put on their heart mm-hmm. to share. And that's why it feels like a lot of the season is so forced. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Um I don't know. I, I think this had its ups. It definitely wasn't the worst. Oh, definitely not. That's still that it's is still, still episode, episode two. two. Well, same thing with season one, episode two. Like it's apparently second episodes of these season just just, just yeah. A but drag. this this season was terrible. Season this season two episode two was absolutely terrible. It was the longest and most yeah. boring episode of any game I've ever played in my life. So this definitely wasn't the worst episode. It but it didn't leave me with any high notes either. Yeah. Uh, all in all, this is coming out to be kind of like a weak season and it's kind of ignoring the strong narrative right so again uh i'm gonna bring this up again why sean should have been dead oh dear so so we get to listen to his little tinfoil hat right now well no here's the thing if sean was dead wow that sounded bad um if if sean had brutally died (laughs) in an explosion caused by his brother and okay let's let's put this way if Mushroom was still alive, the dog, if Mushroom was still alive and Sean had died, right? Mm-hmm. Now in episode four, now we get to see a little bit of an older Daniel, right? We get to see a little bit older uh, and he's changed just like Max has changed in, in season one where he's becoming like he's becoming more dark. He's becoming less trusting, but then he's got Mushroom by his side, right? But now we get to have the powers of Daniel. Now we get to go back to season one where we were playing a character with powers and we get to, you know, manipulate time and uh, manipulate objects with the powers. But we also have Mushroom by our side. Right. And so now Daniel has a loss of his father. Daniel has a loss of his of his brother, his other father figure. Right. And now he's uh, coping with this Um, and he's starting to see this dark brooding. Right. And maybe, um, you know, talk about the memories of Sean. But this is how it ends season four then. Um, because in in episode four, let's say Mushroom then becomes sick, right? He's becoming starving. He's becoming dehydrated because he's on the run. He's on a desert, right? And he has an option of whether or not to give him to a family, right? Like, let's say he runs into a family, right? He has to give Mushroom to a family so that Mushroom can live or Mushroom stays with you and he dies in your arms, right? So you get to never see Mushroom again, but he gets to live. But you get to make it to uh, right before you get to Puerto Lobos, 
I said that name wrong. And you but said it mushroom, like a white person. Yeah. But and then mushroom ends up dying, but at least he was by your side the entire journey. You see how that could have been like this emotional trauma. But instead they decide to just say, like, okay, mushroom's dead in the ep- episode two. Bye. Yeah. And really that dog served no purpose yeah. in this game. And Sean still lives, but it could have been the same situation as Walking Dead with with Lee dying and then you get to play as Clementine in season yeah. two. I don't know. I, I feel like the narrative route here mm-hmm. could have been a lot better. And by these writers, I've ex- come to expect a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, and if and if anybody from uh, Don't Nod, you know, if you're listening to this, I would be more than happy to um, co-write um, co- season three. I don't know. It's just, it, you know, it's just an option. If you, if you want to, you know, help me out. But anyways, so I'm not a story writer, though. Um, but that's the thing, though. Uh, I don't know what to think about this episode. Um, rating out of seven, though, I think I walked away with like a six, six and a half. It's it's above average. It's almost decent. Yeah. I'm. I was gonna say a five. It's not terrible. It's not great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's decent. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I I, I think it uh, came out to be a decent episode. It, it was fine. Like I enjoyed my time with it. It was better than episode two of season two um but it's still it just feels fizzled out and i don't know i'm curious to see how they're gonna end this thing yeah not in a way of like oh my gosh how's this gonna end? it's like how where where are we going yeah you know so i'm just curious of where yeah. where we're gonna end up i have a feeling they're gonna end up like living with their grandparents mm-hmm. so yeah um I don't want to like end you like saying like oh they hated episode four i don't i don't i we didn't, didn't hate it it's just there are so many things in it that we disagreed with or didn't like that it overpowers the parts where we were like, Oh, that was great because the part mm-hmm. that we were liked is like good messages, yeah. terrible way of getting to them. Exactly. So, um, I think that's all we have to say on the episode. We are over an hour in, so I think this is a good place to end. So I think we're good. I think that was our thoughts on life is strange to episode four. Uh, we definitely have our thoughts coming up of episode five and probably after that, we'll like take it all in as a whole season, we'll just give our thoughts about the season. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, definitely subscribe to the channel if you're watching us on YouTube because we are going to be playing Life is Strange on the channel in chronological order once she's done Detroit Become Human. So, which we're going to try and speed up a bit. So, yeah, we, we're making a plan to like speed up the process so that she finishes in time. So, um, but yeah, she's going to speed run, much like a Mega Man player. What? Pew, pew, pew. Anyway. Yeah. So, we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Uh, again, I have affiliate links to those Moon Knight comics if you're interested in that. Uh, it definitely supports the show, uh, and as well as if you want to catch up on Moon Knight. These are so, these are three comic series about Moon Knight that you can catch up on, as well as support the show. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us on Twitter, I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. We can listen to all the episodes. We'll find out uh, where you can listen to the audio versions of these episodes. And finally, and I said it before, uh, definitely consider hitting that subscribe button. Uh, it helps us out a lot, hitting the notification bell, as well as liking this episode. Did you enjoy this episode? Do you enjoy what we had to say about the episode? I'm sorry if we hurt your feelings about what we feel about the episode, but definitely give it a like, a share if someone else would enjoy this episode. And also, we want to hear from you. So finally, 
comment down below. I want to hear those come. I want to see those comments. I want to talk with you guys. I definitely want to interact with you. So I'll be in the comments. Uh, shout it out. And yeah, I think that's it. Good job. Let's end this episode. Oh, no. The microphone. You failed. <laughs> I am exhausted. Same. And I got a football draft in two hours. So, all right. Uh, that's it. That's it for the show. Thanks again for listening. We hope to have you back. <laughs> I'm tired. We hope to have you back next week. Have a good one. Bye.